it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Mary Rosak. Um, help me out, Mary. What's your title? Oh, Director of Communications for Albany County and County Executive Dan McCoy. Okay, and we're going to talk about the, the new COVID strain uh, and how it's affecting Albany. And we're also going to uh, talk a little bit about the new name for the Times Union Center. So, Mary, how is this new variant? Is it widespread in Albany? Is it not widespread? What's this story? Well, I think that the best way to describe uh, things right now is we know that that the virus is out there, and we have had people that have been getting vaccinated on a regular basis. That's wonderful. The numbers have, have continued to go up uh, for vaccinations. But we are also seeing on a regular basis that the number of people who are uh, showing new positive cases uh, has been rising. And it is, you know, higher than, uh, you know, we've had numbers higher than they were since last January. We've had, um, you know, a significant number, uh, while any death is significant, a significant number of of deaths, an uptick of deaths um, from people uh, the vast majority of them unvaccinated uh, okay. who have died. People that are getting sick, the majority of them unvaccinated. And I think that's very important for uh, people to understand. Um, there are uh, those of us who are now are, are fully vaccinated, and the definition of fully vaccinated really has changed because um, up until, um, you know, very recently, fully vaccinated meant you had completed you know, your two, uh, two shots of Pfizer or Moderna uh, or one shot of Johnson & Johnson and the appropriate mm-hmm. uh, time afterwards before you were fully vaccinated, you know, the two weeks or the three-week period. Um, however, with the advent of the booster, uh, people who are fully vaccinated are now those who have also been boosted. Um, so that definition um, has changed. And it can be still very confusing because I know that the people in, in New York uh, State have the Excelsior Pass. There is no way the booster doesn't show on that. So, you know, that's still that's a little disconcerting um, when people are getting an Excelsior Pass. And yet now um, you, really, we, you really want to make sure you have your vaccination card handy um, to show that you are truly fully vaccinated and, and boosted. So we, we just had... Thanksgiving a couple of weeks ago where people got together with their friends and family. Right mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving, has there been a spike? Well, you know, it, it's funny because usually we see uh, an increase and in the two-week period, you know, tomorrow, uh, as, as we tape this, tomorrow the 9th would technically be the two-week period uh, after 
Thanksgiving. And, you know, we have seen our numbers go up. Um, if we do, I'm, I'm just going to, I'll throw some numbers at you. If we do a year-to-year -year comparison, and I fortunately pulled this up so I have it handy, if we compare um, November 25th of 2020, take the week November 25 of 2020 to December 7th, we okay. had we had 1,553 new COVID infections. We had 146 new hospitalizations then, and 21 new COVID deaths. Okay. Oh boy. If we take a look at November 25, 2021, to December 7th, or yesterday, we have a higher number of infections. We had 1,869 new infections. So that's more new cases, more new positive cases than we had last year at the same time period. However, we had, during that period this year, we've had 85 new hospitalizations. So that's down significantly. We had 14 new COVID deaths during that period. And that's down, so that's, that's, that's about a third less than the same time period last year. So what does that tell us? If we look at those numbers and we say our infection rates are higher, and yet our new hospitalizations are lower, and our new COVID deaths by, by, uh, by far and large are, are lower, that says that by getting vaccinated, the vaccine is working and you have better protection because you may, in fact, we're seeing new infections, but even if you have been vaccinated and you get sick, chances are less likely that you'll wind up in the hospital or, or end up dying. So I think that, that that is something that's very telling. The, the question begs the question then, why are we having the increase in infections? And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the variants certainly play a large part, you know, um, when they are highly contagious. That is very difficult to contain. And yet, some of the weapons, the tools that we've had in our arsenal, wearing our masks, coughing and sneezing into our arms or our elbows, staying six feet apart, washing our hands frequently, we're seeing that people are not paying as close attention to utilizing those, those tools as they were a year ago. If you walk outside, how many people um, that will go into a building that doesn't mandate mask wearing actually wear a mask? And yet the CDC guidelines strongly recommend mask wearing indoors, regardless of vaccination status. Now, um, you know, just this week, Albany County and Schenectady Counties, County Executive McCoy, and uh, County Manager uh, Rory Fluman and from Schenectady County um, announced uh, a health advisory where it's an official health advisory where they strongly recommend indoor mask wearing and they, they uh, have made an appeal to private companies, to businesses, to post that, asking their customers to come in with a mask, asking their employees to wear a mask, so that we're all protecting each other from continuing that spread back and forth. Now, how much of this do you think is the new variant? Well, you know, the new the new variant, I mean, we know it's in New York State. We know um, that the governor indicated it, it was upstate in, uh, I believe it was Oneida County. Uh, I don't know. You know, you've got to believe that there are people 
um, that are not getting tested, that are that 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 have gotten the virus and and have spread it. So you know it's you know it's difficult when people aren't going in and getting tested like they were before, and it's difficult to to actually know with any degree of accuracy, you know, if Omicron. Um, you know, is is here with us right now. But I've got to believe with the amount of, of traveling that people are doing, the amount of um, frequency that people are gathering in larger numbers, and mm-hmm. the degree to which I see people not wearing masks um, in public places, um, has is it's got to be here and it's got to be spreading. You know, I don't remember the last time we spoke and focused on Albany, but a, a few of my friends and I went up to Saratoga on Travers Day. So mm-hmm. we had dinner, and then we were driving around. And we passed uh, a bar, a, a frequented bar called um, Horseshoe Inn. The place mm-hmm. packed, wall-to-wall right. people. Nobody was wearing a mask, but yet right after the uh, Travers Day, they didn't do any reports that there was an uptick in cases. How do you explain that? You know, I I don't. I can't. Um, You know, I'm not a doctor. We go by the data. We go by the science. Um, You know, we take a look, and when we start seeing spikes, when we start seeing or, or, or doing contact tracing, which is, you know, it's off the charts. It's almost impossible these days when people are, you know, are not masking and they're not really sure where they've come into contact with, with someone because it could have been just about anywhere. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. what is happening. Um, but what we're seeing in situations where, um, you know, in schools where things are being observed, where, where there is a certain amount of distancing, there are there is masking, we're not, we're not seeing you know, um, huge numbers of, of cases. We're not seeing that um, the return to the classroom has meant any kind of um, large-scale increase in the spread. In fact, I think, we're, I think we're seeing quite the opposite of that. And I think that is also being helped by the fact that, um, you know, children and now younger children uh, can be vaccinated. Um, mm-hmm. And We've been very proactive in, uh, in partnering with, uh, with schools to make sure that anyone who wants to get a, a vaccination shot can get one. And, uh, you know, we've been out there, out there doing that, um, you know, it's for, for, for a year now um, with our partners as the vaccination, which was a game changer as the, the vaccine came into play um, for us. You know, late late last year, early this year. Um, yeah, on the other hand, uh, a friend of mine went to a family reunion or get-together about two months ago. Every single person in that room was vaccinated. There were uh-huh. 20 people there, 12 of them contracted COVID. With 20 mm-hmm. um, fully vaccinated people, and that was shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, but we, we have to remember that 
um, there are there are a couple of things to consider. Um, number one, when you get the vaccination shot, there is a you know a degree of effectiveness, and just like a flu shot, although much higher rate of effectiveness for for the uh, COVID-19 vaccinations, um, it doesn't guarantee that you won't contract the virus. What we do say, and what we do know, is that people who are fully vaccinated, who do have a breakthrough case and, and contract the virus, their symptoms in general, if they have symptoms, their symptoms in general are, are lessened, the, um, it's less severe, they are less likely to be hospitalized, and certainly if they have underlying health conditions, which is always a factor, um, they are less likely um, to die from COVID. Now, I said number one, has to do with it's not 100% effective. Number two, we know that as as time between when you got your vaccination, your shot one and shot two, if you're Moderna or Pfizer, or your uh, one shot with J&J, the longer period of time that goes by, the effectiveness wanes. So we know that a booster is needed. So if you know, those folks were fully vaccinated, and depending on how long it had been since they'd been fully vaccinated, um, you know, could could be one of the reasons why um, they did contract uh, a breakthrough case. Now, at the same time, if you're fully vaccinated and you contract the virus, um, there's much to be said about the whether or not you will be able to pass it on to others because of the viral load, um, how much of that virus you're actually shedding, um, you know, if you would, in fact, then be able to give it to someone else. There's been a lot of discussion in the medical community um, about the ability to uh, contain that. Um, so there is, no, there is no doubt that the vaccine, getting the vaccine is prudent uh, and the best weapon to protect yourself from COVID-19. You know, we're just a few months out from a two-month anniversary of this. When this two first, year, two year, yeah, two-year anniversary. Two years. When this first happened, were you shocked by the the uh, speed in which everybody? Everything shut down and the number of people who got sick, admitted to the hospital, passed away. Did that shock you? Um, you know, I think that, you know, by the time we already knew, like in, in January, that that the horse was out of the barn, we knew there was, gonna, there was an issue. You know that when our mode of travel uh, by airplane makes anything and everything um, able to be dispersed on a, on a very rapid basis. Um, I, I knew it was going to be something bad and something that, that um, was going to be widespread. Um, I, having never lived through something like a pandemic before, um, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, didn't really, I didn't really understand that everything could and would be shut down. I think there was there was a sense that we would be able to contain things and then we couldn't. And so 
by the time when, when March rolled around and then we started, everything started shutting down. I mean, there, that was, I, I think I was stunned. Knew it had to happen, but couldn't believe that that's where we were. Um, you know, as much as I watch the news and listen to what's going on, it was just like five days before they shut down. I had gone to a woman's event on, on Wolf Road, and I ran into the county executive there, and the place was packed with people, you know, yep. wall-to-wall people and stuff. Five days later, everything was shut down. I had had, uh-huh. had lunch. I had lunch at the Macaroni Grill. I don't know if that even reopened. I don't believe they have. No. Wow. No, I don't. Believe, wow. I don't believe they they have ever. Um, yeah, and I think you were at a. Um, it was at an event for um, for Women's Women's Day yeah. marking. I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. I just. It seems. It seems so so strange. I remember. Um, I remember driving and thinking, okay, maybe I'll um, maybe I'll go and it looks like things are going to shut down soon, so maybe I'll go and have my nails done um, before that happens. And it was a couple mm-hmm. of days before the before everything was shut down, and my nail place was was closed. And yeah. the next day, the next day, a few other places started closing, and I thought, oh wow. Um, and then of course they they all closed per the per the mandate um, by the governor at that point. Now, you know, do you think that it would be required, maybe not required, but, you know, people should get a a COVID vaccination, do you think once a year like they do with the flu? You know, I have no idea, but it sounds like, it sounds like that's something that we're moving towards. It sounds like the medical community from what I have read um, and what I've seen um, it, you know, maybe something um, like the flu shot that we're that we're getting on a regular basis. I mean, if you think about the fact we needed two shots to begin with, we needed a booster, and the question is, how long will the booster last? Um, you mm-hmm. know, we're going into another winter, we're going into another winter, and we know with more people indoors, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're you know in a confined space. You know, what what will that mean? Um, mm-hmm. Which is why. Again, it comes back around to making sure that you best protect yourself. And if you are vaccinated, regardless, you know, to wear a mask indoors. I mean, I got to tell you, I, you know, was healthier last year, not getting a cold, not getting the flu, not getting sick. I had a mask on all winter. And, you know, there are some benefits to that um, because you are protecting yourself. I mean, I, I do remember when this first happened, there was the question about, you know, you don't need a mask. Nobody needs a mask. And then, okay, a mask, go ahead and put a mask on and you'll be protecting other people. You're not really protecting yourself. And now, you know, the the evolution of the importance of a mask over mm-hmm. this entire thing always, you know, it's, it, it, it can some, somehow befuddle me because I thought to myself from the beginning, I was wearing a mask almost from the beginning. And I know people would look at me and I'd say, they say, you know, you're not protecting yourself. I said, you know what, there's got to be some degree of protection and I'm, I'm, I'm wearing it for you. And sure enough, then it started to become, that's, that's what, you know, the CDC said and Dr. Fauci said after that, you know, and everything changed. But I had to believe mm-hmm. that by putting some, something uh, over my face that I was, I was protecting myself in some way. And I was. 
So now I want to jump to a different subject. The Times Union Center has changed its name to what, the MVP Center? Well, that is still being determined because it could be MVP Healthcare has won the naming rights. And so it could be the um, MVP Center, the MVP Arena. You know, they're, they're still working, working that out. Um, but, you know, MVP Healthcare uh, was one uh, of, uh, of four uh, proposals mm-hmm. received uh, under the RFP process, the request for proposal process. And, you know, after it was scored and, and all things were, were said and done, um, while there were four wonderful proposals, uh, MVP Healthcare was uh, far and above the others in terms of um, not only the, the, the financial component, but um, but the marketing and the and the um, synergy with how with how we can further uh, connect people um, with our arena and other possible uses, um, you know, such as farmers markets, um, you know, to be held in the atrium uh, partnerships that could include, you know, getting transportation to, and, and getting seniors. Um, down to the arena um, for different events. Um, mm-hmm. Even, you know, even other partnerships that MVP Healthcare has said, you know, it's, it's a combination, as I said, of dollars and dollars towards a um, uh, towards a, a certain fund, uh, uh, an innovation fund. So that the way the deal is, is uh, the RFP was written and the way the deal was constructed um, is that MVP Healthcare will pay $600,000 um, a year to Albany County for the official naming rights. So that's going to be, you know, cash in the coffers um, right away. And $1.4 million to an innovation fund that is separate to um, work on some of these these other things like, you know, the, the partnerships for uh, the farmer's market, how to, um, uh, how to work with the Albany County uh, Heldeberg Hudson Rail Trail and maybe um, a community fitness court along the side of the trail. Um, some things like that, working with um, with people uh, to get uh, a shuttle service, whether it's for seniors or those uh, individuals um, uh, with disabilities and others to attend different games and events and maybe some year-round sports and coaching clinics going on. You know, that fund, that's every year. So we're talking about a $2 million commitment every year for five years, that's that's huge. With the possibility of um, uh, two extensions, uh, two renewals of that contract for five-year periods. So, if that were to happen, and if we are looking at a period of 15 years, we're talking 30 million dollars for the county, and that's a big deal. You know, this is the the fourth name change, right? First, it was the deck. And it was the Pepsi, right. and it was yep. the Times Union Center, and now it's MVP. So that's four. MVP. Over a mm-hmm. period of um, the uh, center was open and the yeah. late January 80s, of 19, right? 1990. So, so we're talking, you know, by you know 2022, we're talking 32 years. Okay. Okay, so there were four submissions for a name change. Mm-hmm. MVP yep. comes out of Schenectady, but there was mm-hmm. a, a, a there was a business 
that came out of Albany that submitted, you know, a, a bid. And I'm wondering, if we're in Albany County, don't you think that that Albany company should have had more of a way of looking at it rather than going with a Schenectady firm? Well, let's look at it. Let's look at it this way. I mean, there's no argument before when it was called the Pepsi that Pepsi certainly was not headquartered in Albany. Right. right so, I agree. Um, so we, we, we give that. Um, here's the situation. You take a look at what is best for the area and what is best for our community. And County Executive McCoy from the beginning says, look, Albany County, we, we own the arena, but this really is a capital region jewel. And people from all over the capital region and beyond come here, come here to our arena for sports and entertainment and all kinds of, of things for conferences, etc. So it was important to say what what is truly needed, what will truly benefit the community, and how can we make this arena even more than it is now. And so he was very clear from the beginning that it's not was not just about the money. It was also about how to further the mission and how to how to do something greater for the community. And when I talked about the innovation fund um, that MVP had in its proposal, you know, that is a game changer. That that is not just for folks for Albany County. Those are that's for folks, you know, the transportation component, the farmers market. People are going to be coming from all over the area to uh, to enjoy some of these new things and, and certainly more ideas that will be generated once once um, you know the the contract is signed and and this this partnership um, actually you know moves forward, uh, that's what you have to think about. It's not a matter of of being located in in a certain place and saying this is this is what we can do. The company also, I mean, MVP Healthcare, I mean, their footprint is the capital region and beyond, and the importance of of knowing the community certainly helps. And certainly all of the, the, the others, I should say Berkshire Bank, MTX Group, and TransFinder were, uh, were the others that submitted proposals. They were all fine proposals. And the county executive has been clear that um, because these three entities had expressed such an interest in wanting to do um, more work and have a partnership with Albany County, that there may be other things that we can partner on with them. So. It's getting more people engaged to get the maximum benefit uh, for for not only Albany County residents but the greater capital region as a whole. Uh, I like I like farmers markets. I go to the one in Washington Park in the summertime. I sometimes go to the Troy one. Do you think that the new farmers market that will be held at the arena will give Detroit farmers market to run for its money. You know, I don't know about. I don't know if that's really the intent. If we take a look, you know, we have we're we're, we're close, you know, here to you know the South End, and mm-hmm. what's important is we want to be able to attract, um, to provide something that that will attract area residents, and certainly there's nothing okay. like that uh, down here now, okay. and. It certainly will be another option for um, 
for local farmers, let's say even from the hill towns to come down. I mean, when you're starting to, to say, okay, here's an option and it's a bigger venue and you're going to have a, a different audience, you know, that's very exciting uh-huh. um, and enticing for, for, for folks. So, Mary, we're out of time. So if anybody wants to contact the county executive, how can they do so? They can just give us a call at uh, 518-447-7040. There will be any number of folks who can say what what you need, and you'll be directed accordingly. Thank you, Mary. Um, It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, You've been listening to Mary Rosette who is the, I'm sorry, I should have written it down. Director of Communications, Albany County. Thank you. And I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focused on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Mary, have a joyful and healthy holiday season, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.